Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Sten Morgan here with Andy Traub. This is How to Become an Elite Financial Advisor. Absolutely. And we have just had so it's such a great month with the podcast. Just for those of you who are listening, thank you. Uh, downloads are way up. Uh, feedback from people, like just emailing us in, uh, way up. People applying to Elite Advisor Network, way up. It, it, uh, I'm, I'm just really grateful because you you know, you put stuff on the internet and you kind of go, is anybody <laughs> like the, the down, it says people are listening, but when you get people sending in questions and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, and people in our community saying, Hey, you know, we listened to the show and we went and did this. I mean, it's just, we just want to be practical. We yeah. just want this to change lives of advisors and your clients. And so thank you for listening and thank you for taking action. It, it just inspires us to like want to make more and more episodes. Keep coming in here and grinding together. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about where to invest capital in your business and yourself. Uh, it's not should you. That's a given. We're just going to go off the fact that like we should all be investing in ourselves and our business. But how do we do it in the most effective way? Yeah, and I, I have some curveballs that aren't on our prep, prepared oh. documents. Uh, so be be ready for those. That's I think really when you were played baseball, could you hit a curveball? Uh, I, I could so. not, which is why at some point I had to stop playing baseball because I was like, I because it looks like it's coming at your head, yep. And because you're human and you want to stay alive, generally you avoid things that come at your head. And then I and it would dip down. And you're supposed to wait, and yep. I just yeah, I stopped playing baseball in high school. Mine was the college thing, so yeah, college basketball was what I did. Yeah, so um, so I have some curveballs, but I think you'll be able to handle them. Got it. So as we talk about investing capital, I want to go remind folks to go back, and it's in our first ten episodes. We go actually go through this different stages. Mm-hmm. of becoming a lead advisor. And there's different expectations of how you invest capital in your business at the different stages because you don't have capital in the beginning. <laughs> right. right? You've got a lot of time, but not a lot of capital. But at some point, you do have to start to make investments. Mm-hmm. My favorite story of you investing capital is when you went to a conference and there was a breakout event. And... Yeah, I was a young advisor still. I mean, I had probably gotten to the stable just phase. So you know, you're 36. <laughs> A lot of people are like, dude, you're still young. I was yes. younger, you were younger, younger advisor okay. than I am today. Right. And on my own, paid to go to a conference. And at that point, I think, like you mentioned, it's all relative. And so when I was a, a rookie, investing was you know, a $200 webinar I joined to just get some new ideas. Yeah. In stable, I spent you know 900 bucks with flight and hotel to go to a conference to just learn and be around things. And there I was hit in the face with the concept of like, you know, you can actually bill your clients for your time and your ideas. Yeah. And that just shook my world. It was like, no, it's all about investments or all about insurance. And I had to go through that whole, you know, evolution on my own. Yeah. But that that to me, if you looked at ROI of anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. is crazy. Which is, which is a case to be made then for, it's sort of like how you should have multiple lines in the water if you want to catch fish, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it is, it's, it's don't put it all in one thing. Uh, you know, spread out your investments. But today we're going to talk about 
what are the things that you should invest in if you have a lot of clarity and control around them? What are some mm-hmm. things that if you don't have a lot of clarity, you should hesitate to, to invest in because you could just be throwing money away? Yeah. Or some things that you have to invest in to get clarity in, right? Those are the kind of conversations that I want us to have today. Good. Um, so let's start with this. What are things that you should only invest in, whatever stage you're in, if you have a lot of clarity? Like you're, you're really going to be wasting money um, if if you don't really have a good grasp on it before you put money to it, towards it. For me, personal experience, and we've learned this now from a lot of advisors, this is very common, is lead generation or marketing. Okay. The, the heart for me in the past, and a lot of advisors we talked to, is it's like, a, I just need this to be fixed for me. Like, it's such a need that I'm willing to spend a lot of money because I'm desperate. And what are some different ways that people pay for lead generation? You can buy- That have li- been problematic. Yeah, you can buy lists, Email lists, phone number lists, those can be troublesome, just whether those are do not call scrubbed and what's the effort behind it? Are they qualified at all? Um, You can go into just generic marketing spend. Like, hey, here's a firm that says they market. They're going to do some website update and some funnel. We spent quite a bit of money on that over the years. And to this date, and we've worked on some newer stuff now, any of the firms we selected, which was part of our lack of understanding of who the good firms are, could never say you generated even one lead directly connected to the things we did. It was, let's go in and change the names of the photos so that they, uh, your website has a better SEO. And let's go in here and change this color scheme. Like it felt good. It felt like we were doing something, but it didn't yield results. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I think that there is a case to be made for local SEO. Like if you want to say, if I want to be the, if, if, if someone types in Tupelo, uh, financial advisor, there's a case to be made for you coming up on the first page of Google, right? Uh, but again, I have seen this and, and it's talking with a lot of advisors and, and it's hard because you just have to look them straight in the eye and say, are you really sure that's a good use of your money? Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the reasons that people spend a lot of money on marketing is it feels like they're, you know, we're making a website, we're doing, you know, and and I think mm-hmm. there's some value to that. Yeah. But, but I only if say, it can be measured. In all of my career, I've probably received two clients from leads from a website. And I found out later it was because somebody referred them and they just went to the website yeah. instead of calling. So I think if you are a rookie, if you're stable, even if you're in maturing, it is tough to do a general marketing spend with a website and funnel because it takes time yeah. and consistency. And I have found in my career at this point, and we're to the point now to where we're kind of you know, comfortable, thriving-ish to where it's like, hey, we have extra money to spend. Let's start building a longer-term funnel system to feed the firm beyond maybe just Sten's network. But there, it is much more impactful. And we've proven this even with our community of targeting strategies and different things where it's like, you can have one idea, go where those people are and find them and convert way more business than spending money over three to six months with a marketing firm that may or may not lead to a client. Yeah. So, you know, and getting to talk to so many different advisors and speak in front of advisors as you do, you know, this, this topic of, of should I have a niche or not comes up. And I think what's unique about our teaching about targeting strategies mm-hmm. is we're basically saying like, yeah, you can have lots of niches, which is sort of the anti-niche. Like, right. no, a niche is like a small specific thing. We're like, yeah, but have lots of, meaning you could take a targeting strategy, as we mm-hmm. talked about in episode 49, mm-hmm. and apply that to a specific niche. Yep. And then find a different targeting strategy and apply that to a different specific niche. And and the difference is that, well, I would say with the overlap is why do people have niches at all? It's like, well, because I really understand their unique needs. That's what a targeting strategy is. That's right. So again, 
if if you're going to create a marketing piece that targets a specific group, mm-hmm. that's a good. Yep. But just sort of this general, I just want to have a slick looking page in the navigation and yada yada. Mm-hmm. And um, then and the nuance there with the industry, and this is kind of what I grew up in, is niching meant find a common group of people that need the same product you have. Mm. And we don't. That's just not how we're wired. I would say a targeting strategy is find a unique group of people that have a problem you can educate or coach to. Right. So the material you put together is totally different because it's not, hey, I'm going to copy and paste this long, drawn-out explanation of this tax code. It's, hey, I hear you. Here's a succinct way of looking at this. And do you know, by the way, if you do this, it could save you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's not, oh, doctors or dentists need buy-sell insurance, so I'm going to go at them with insurance. Because you're still going to just a different group of people with the same product focus. You may increase your close rate a little bit, but with targeting strategies, what we do, because we're so specific and we can quantify it and we can explain it, put me in front of anybody with the right idea, my close rate's 90 plus percent if they're the right client. So it's just a different way to look at it. And I think when you have the, and again, I think that there's something as a consumer, if someone comes to you and says, hey, I have this idea, I don't necessarily directly benefit from it, like it's not, uh, you know, you you have to buy insurance for me. That's my idea. You know, right. <laughs> I have a great idea. Buy a large policy. Uh, but if it's, hey, did you know about these tax credits? Hey, did you know about, um, you know, this this rebate for hiring, whatever? Like, they'll go, well, how do you benefit from that? Well, if I can help you enough and we can put together a plan and I can show you, you know, more ideas like this, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's that's part of how I work as a financial advisor. That's appealing versus, oh, I have an idea. Buy something from me. Yeah. I mean, it's it when you don't have to directly connect it to yourself. Mm-hmm. There's this like, wow, this person really is out for my best interest, yeah. even if it doesn't benefit them directly right away. Because if you remove all kind of human nature resistance, anybody's story, yeah. and you say, logically speaking, if a client has a problem and I have a product, they should buy it. That's true. That's just not the world we live in, because they may not trust you. They may not recognize the urgency of the problem. They may not want to buy anything yet. Like you have to say, okay, I'm dealing with a human. That means I need to create rapport. Uh, I need to give them proof of concept. I'm going to be generous with ideas. So they're yeah. like, oh, you've just given me more value than you're about to charge me. Why wouldn't I do business with you? I, you have to build a bridge of trust, which some people is rapport, which is like, oh, your kid plays baseball. My kid plays baseball. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But what really builds trust is, hey, did, you know, when's the last time you reviewed your homeowner's insurance and your car insurance? Oh, I don't know, a long time. Let's take a look at that and just see if there's any savings there. Like that builds trust in a different way because yep. it's like one, that's trust as like, oh, you added more money into my pocket. Yep. That's a different kind of trust. What's the example that you use the Indiana Jones when it's the just stepping out into the yes, open? The, the classic, that's really what most advisors are the doing. Classic <laughs> just step indie, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and then all of a sudden there's something there, but then it's like somebody throws rocks across it. And I'm just saying, hey, let's throw some rocks out there first so they know. Hey, there's something here. No, Stan, they should just trust go. me. Like, just no, me. it's just a ca- cavern of death. I'll know? use that with in client meetings sometimes or even prospects where I'll be like, you know, a lot of advisors, they don't really, they, they tell you about their story and then they'll just say, hey, let's just hope it works out. I don't know you. You don't know me. Like, let's just jump together. And if you if you say it to a client in kind of a funny way, usually yeah. they're like, yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. But if I'm desperate enough and I have nowhere else to go and I have to do something, I guess I'll do it with you. Or as we teach show them quantifiable strategies and you say, listen, whether you do this with me or someone else, when you walk out of the door today, go do this. And that's they're right. like, well, I, that's great. Yeah. You know, well, when why would started? I do it with anybody else? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know why you would. I don't know. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Some people are stupid. That's right. Don't yeah. say that. Yeah, no, no, no. Or maybe do say that depending on how it's going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so what are things that 
Um, I'm going I'm to jump to a kind of a, a sexier question. What are things that you think that some advisors should be okay, you know, like stop investing and start putting your money towards this or even things that's like home equity or, you mm-hmm. know, like something where it's like, man, I, I, I would, I would, I would take money from that to put towards this because this is going to give you way more growth than that. I mean, a lot of things for advisors and the classic line we have is, you know, if I'll ask this to an advisor, are you funding a 401k, a SEP IRA or some kind of retirement account? And a lot of times it's, well, of course I am. That's the business we're in. Right before that, we're probably having a conversation about, hey, you need a pair planner or a, a, yeah. a, a client service person. Like, I just don't have the money for it. I'm like, you could stop funding this. That is six months of this person's salary. And you believe with freeing up 50% of your time, you could make that up. Yeah. And you're comparing an 8 to 10% investment potentially with the compounding effect of you freeing up your time and your yeah. practice all of a sudden making another $200,000 the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and putting in that context, again, most advisors are business owners and we think about things critically, but there's these hardwired kind of like lies is a strong word, but like, no, you got to invest money in the market. It's like, no, invest money in yourself. Yeah. Like it's a way better return. And we tell our clients that. And so w- with advisors, redirecting money you already have is one thing. And I would say, look at everything you spend money on as an advisor or business owner. And for example, community. If it's like, hey, I can be part of EAN for 500 bucks a month. Or I can go over here and cut this off. Like, I'm, I'm sure you can find 500 bucks a month and things you don't need to transform your business with a great ROI. And so I, I, w- I would audit the things where your money's going. As far as going into debt, that's a little different. That's how many business owners out there leverage everything for a dream or an idea. Yeah. You have to gauge your comfort level. Do you have kids at home? Do you have a spat? Like there's different, everybody's situation is different to where if you could do this. But for example, the office space we get to be in now and enjoy, I use my home equity line to build it out. I think it was like $200,000 to build this thing out. And wow. for me at the time, that was like gulp. But now office culture, everybody loves coming to work. Clients love the space. You know, yeah. for me, it was like that was a great investment at the we have time. a podcast studio that looks super cool. Go oh, to yeah. the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Because before that, my story was I was always sub-renting space from other people. Right. And so pe- clients were always coming through someone else's entrance. Yeah. And there's a little bit of just personal pride in that of like, man, I want to have my own shop. But also it was confusing. People would be like, what door am I coming in? Like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, we're back here. Yeah which was necessary for a while. Right. And I had to say, I could do this thing today knowing that my business is generating this revenue. I could borrow from my home equity line to make this thing happen a year sooner, or I could not and wait a year and eventually do it. Yeah, I was confident looking at everything we had going on. I was like, no, that money's coming. I'm confident and we're going to grow. Doing this thing sooner is going to help us get there faster. Right. Again, our encouragement to you is to invest in things that you're very confident are effective and will work. And as an example, and you, you find this, where people say, listen, you need to take this medicine to get better. It's like, you will find a way to get that medicine because without it, you know, there's no more life, or whatever that might be. Yep. For your business, if there are things that we're telling you, and, and I had a conversation literally 30 minutes ago with someone about this, which was, okay, you're telling me you want to grow your business. And it's sort of like saying, I'm really, I'm low on energy. I'm low, okay, then, what are you? What is your input right now? Mm. And if you minimize all of your inputs, why would you ever expect max output? Yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't work ever. Yeah, it that's self fulfilling. Like when a company is not in good shape and it starts firing all of its key people, like you've essentially just started the end. Like yeah. you're you're self fulfilling it because you're like you're getting rid of everything that would make it successful. Versus, 
let's cut things we don't need, but let's double down on things that are most important. And so if, if for example, EAN, let's say, hey, I could make an annual investment in that and it would cost me $6,000 to be part of community for 12 months yeah. of top performing advisors that are doing 10 times what I'm doing. And not that we've gone here, not that I'm saying this now, but it's like, we guarantee you'll make at least $6,000 by entering that. Psh, I, I'd, I'd say that confidently almost every day. Not that that's uh, on the website yet, but you have to look at it and be like, am I confident that I can take that input from that community or that thing and, tra- and, and translate it into at least that much? Yeah. It's probably one of the best mo- dollars you can spend at your business, especially if you feel stuck. Yeah. Because the chances a year from now, you're still going to be stuck, still be on an island, still saying the same things is so high if you're just on your own. What, what I don't want to give the impression of is that sort of like, hey, uh, we'll sell you some seeds and then you put them in the ground and then like, just watch and see <laughs> it'll grow. What, what I would rather do is to say like, no, we're going to like install a greenhouse with plants in it and a watering system mm. and then you let it like that's, oh, that's a lot faster and more effective. And like, I'll, I'll take that because what we see, and this is the blessing of having different people from different companies, mm-hmm. different amounts of ex- experience come through EAN, come to our events, is they don't increase by 10%. 50, they increase, they double. Yeah. Right? I mean, the conversation you were having earlier today, because we were on a different podcast, on Wes Young's podcast, uh, was that there's a person that just had a $26,000 planning fee, which was, that's 50% of what they made last year in planning fees. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, and shout out, you know who you are. Yeah, right, Hopefully you're listening. 4K plans for life. <laughs> but the idea of, I don't, and I was telling this, this young man I was talking with about 30 minutes ago, I said, our goal is not for you to invest $1,500 a quarter into EAN mm-hmm. if you didn't make $2,000. That's right. It, you should be making $50,000 directly and saying, I know that because I'm a part of EAN, it's a three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten x result. In the same way that Stan, you went to that mm-hmm. breakout session, and you're like, that nine hundred dollar trip yep. has resulted in one point seven million dollars of planning fees alone. Yep. And again, I think the challenge is what's going to work. Mm-hmm. And and I think that uh, and maybe we wrap with this part of it, which is that you need to invest in things that you can control. And yep. I think that's the problem. A lot of people when they invest in sort of a website or things like that. Like, yes, I think there's some there's some space for that. Yeah. But you essentially you have to invest in yourself and making yourself better. Mm-hmm. And we found when people do that, yep. the, the answer is not to go externally and go grab something and, and, and that's you know ride that ship. It's no make yourself better mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to navigate better. Yeah. And the risk is that you just create activity which gives you a false sense of forward momentum. And in our community often we'll be like, why are you doing that? And everybody's like, well, I don't know. If you were on your own and didn't have a community to put that in front of, you'd probably just do it. Yeah. And even for me in the past, I didn't have a community and I did two or three rounds of marketing spends because the firm said a couple different things. And I was like, well, we probably should. Maybe it'll yield something, but I wasn't intentional about it. And so when you think about spending money, investing capital into your business and yourself, pause and say, am I doing this just because somebody else said it works? Have I proven this? Does the group I'm paying have record of getting results for this Absolutely. or does it just sound good? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the, the least common denominator, if you're saying, I want to spend money on something, I know I need to do something. It should be on yourself and gaining perspective on how to avoid mistakes other people have made and how to more effectively make a change in your business that is a 10 to 20 X type change. Yeah. Not, Hey, I'm going to go in here and tweak this. Like I don't know how many practices we've 
torn down and rebuilt with people now because we go in and we're like, hey, that was working, but it's not going to work anymore. Right. And those advisors, a lot of them were willing to say, like, okay, let's let's change my process. I'm going to think about how I approach clients differently. Like we are in business because we want like dramatic change for people. Right. There's enough tweaks out there. The, the, our industry is full of tweaks. Change your language. Call this way. Like, no, this is this is like a dramatic shift is what we're going for. So I do want to end with this, which is that um, I think there are two investments that I have 100% confidence will pay for themselves uh, 10, 20, 30, 50x. And the first one is a whiteboard. Mm. Get a great looking whiteboard for your office and or get really good at using like a software like Notability on your iPad Mm -hmm. uh, if you're doing virtual meetings. But get great at communicating ideas and, you know, we have, it's funny, we probably have 10, I don't know, 10 whiteboards in this <laughs> Scattered office. Scattered around. The um, newest one I really like, it's glass, but it has like a white backing to it. Yeah. Versus clear. So that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's next level. Okay. I mean, are, are, okay. We'll replace all of them. <laughs> uh, if you need a whiteboard, we've got some for sale because we're upgrading. But I would do that. And, and then I would invest in EAN. StenMorgan.com slash EAN. Um, and uh, that's an investment in yourself and you're worth investing in. And we are very, very confident that you'll see a return on that investment. Yep. It's a lonely business. You don't have to be alone. You are one idea away from, you know, a, a six-figure change in your practice. Take action to go find that idea. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode. Uh, we want to take a moment just to say thank you for those who are listening faithfully to the show. Uh, we've just seen a lot of growth lately, a lot of you reaching out to us to talk about our network and just ask questions that you might want us to pose on the show. So please go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast if you want to catch any past episodes or to submit a question you'd like for us to address on the show. And as we mentioned today, if you are serious about investing in your business, then really you need to be serious about investing in yourself first. And we believe that the Elite Advisor Network community is a great place for you to invest. So if you go to stenmorgan.com slash EAN, that's where you can learn more about the network and also set up a time to meet with me if you want to talk more about the decision. And also you can apply there as well. So again, that's stenmorgan.com slash EAN. Uh, one last thing, if the show has been a help to you and you haven't taken the 60 seconds it takes to leave a review, please find the Apple Podcast app uh, on your computer, on your iPad or, or phone uh, and leave a review there. If you're a Spotify listener, Uh, I believe you can just add stars there and rate the show. Uh, But we'd appreciate that. Just take a minute to do that now. It would really be a big help to us. Thank you again for listening. God bless all of you. And we'll talk to you next week.